Hello. Hello everyone and welcome back to another edition of Bat Which Beginners, the segment where we review a particular Batman trade paperback and I give my general opinion of it. Today I'm looking at Robin Year One which is written by Chuck Dixon and Scott Beatty with art by Javier Polido and Marcos Martin. And this collects the miniseries that was released in 2001 and the trade paperback came out in 2002. After the lacklustre debut of Dick Grayson in Dark Victory, is this going to do the character justice? Let's find out. I got him! Robin, no! Now we begin the book learning that Batman and Robin are an official team now, and are disposing of criminals left, right and centre. Dick is enjoying his time as Robin, and Alfred is concerned for his well-being, and the fact that he may be losing his childhood very early. Meanwhile, the Mad Hatter is giving away free radio headsets and hypnotising young girls to follow him where he is imprisoning them as Alice's in Wonderland for a rich president of a foreign country, who plans to take them for some pretty dark and disgusting plans. Dick does some detective work on his own and investigates without consulting Batman. He finds the young girls and after a fight with the Mad Hatter and all his thugs, rescues them. To Dick's surprise, Bruce is proud of the initiative Robin has shown, which encourages him further. Later, Two-Face realises that Robin is Batman's weak link now, and knows how to hurt Batman. He puts a plan in place whilst Robin is still flourishing in his role alongside Batman. Gordon, however, has concerns and talks to Batman in private about the dangers that this boy faces. Batman says he has considered it since Two-Face is a very lethal villain, and tells Robin to sit this one out to Robin's frustration. Two-Face, meanwhile, has captured the judge who tried the case where Sal Moroni threw acid on his face, blaming the judge for killing Harvey Dent. In a fake courtroom setup, Two-Face sentences the judge to death. Later, in a trap set up by Two-Face, both Batman and Robin are drugged and captured. Batman is placed in some sort of gallows alongside the judge, both with their heads in nooses. Robin is left to watch it all. After some coin flipping, Dent kills the judge by drowning him, telling Robin he was responsible for the judge's death, just like Batman is now going to be responsible for Robin's death. And Two-Face proceeds to savagely beat Robin, close to death, before Batman breaks loose of his binding and runs away with Robin's trembling body. He rushes to the Batcave with Robin in his arms and tells Alfred, he's dying. Later, we find out that Dent has been captured by the police and tells Gordon Robin is dead. At Dr. Tonkin's clinic, we find this is not the case. Dick is being treated. Upon Dick waking up, Bruce brutally tells him he is fired. Dick doesn't know what to do with his life now and leaves Wayne Manor to work by himself. Whilst out on the streets, he is confronted by Shriek, a member of the League of Assassins who has set up his own training school. Whilst there, he realises what he has let himself in for and informs Batman through Alfred of all the misdeeds taking place there. Batman arrives just in time to save Dick when Shriek realises that Dick is not telling the truth. He confronts Dick to find out what's going on here and eventually starts beating him up. But Batman finally arrives, saves him and, and Shriek is defeated. Dick is finally accepted as Robin by Bruce, Alfred and Gordon and we realise that his career has only just begun. What the hell 
did you think you were doing? You got a real gratitude problem, you know that, Bruce? Screw you. I just saved your life. You owe me. You are totally out of control. You're gonna get yourself killed. Bruce, whenever you go out tonight, I'll be watching. And wherever Batman goes, I'm gonna be right beside him. I mean, how are you gonna stop me? I can stop you. Now, firstly, I was expecting something different from this book. Simply because Batman Year One deals with Batman's origin. I was expecting this to deal with Robin's origin. But instead we jumped from Robin's origin to his early crime fighting days and started there. There was no training, there was no Grayson's at the circus origin story. I was expecting that. But the story took place as if it was a few months into Robin's fighting career. And from there the story didn't look back. Whether that's a good thing, I'll go into it in a bit more detail later on. Now, a few things I really enjoyed about the book were that I thought Alfred mentioning Bruce's crusade to Dick early on, saying that it didn't need to be Dick's as well, was a very good moment. And you can tell that Alfred's really concerned for him. And Alfred's uh, monologue throughout the book I thought was really, really good. Chuck Dixon and Scott Beatty really know how to work with Alfred. And you can tell Alfred's worried that another child that he is looking after is losing their childhood very fast. I thought it was very interesting how, it's amazing how with the Mad Hatter, they simply just write his um, speech bubbles, the f the font of his words looks a bit crazy. And it's funny how as a reader, I mean, it, it works for me. I really think, right, this guy's a bit of a bit of a nut just by reading the crazy words. Very, very quite a clever technique, simple but effective. I uh, really enjoyed the chemistry with Batman and Gordon talking about the new Robin. I thought it was quite sensible, really. I mean, if Gordon was in that position, if any policeman was in that position, I think they'd be a bit concerned that this child is putting himself in danger. And so I thought that was needed, and I thought it was done very well. One thing I wasn't too sure about, I don't know why Two-Face thinks that the judge he kidnapped was responsible for killing Harvey Dent. Um, just because he was the judge of that case, it wasn't that clear. I think they were just looking for someone relevant to Harvey Dent. That was the best one they could think of. But hey, Harvey Dent's crazy, so who am I to judge what his decisions are? Now, in the book, it's stated that Robin killed Tony Zuko. Josh, I'm sure, will say some something about conflicting origins. And myself, I'm a little confused as to exactly what happened. And that's why I wanted this book to start off from the beginning, start off at the circus with the Graysons, but that was a little bit of a problem I had. I thought the motives of one of the villains, the um, president of another country who was going to take away the young girls, I thought it was very dark uh, motives that he had, and um, I thought it was very mature for a book. I thought the Robin book might not be that mature, but I think they did a very good job there. I thought Killer Moth was very funny. Um, you can tell he's a very low-budget supervillain. His car's not very fast, and uh, his wings don't fly. I thought he was a good bit of comedy. Uh, we get to see differences and slim and similarities of Dick and Bruce throughout the book through Alfred's narration again. Yeah, you know, we can tell Dick isn't a brooder. He is quite a social guy, um, and he's quite a friendly guy and quite an active guy. He is very different to Bruce in many ways, and Alfred pointed that out to us. I thought it worked very well. I thought Two-Face did a very good job of nearly ending Robin's career very early on. It, was, it, it created really exciting tension amongst Batman, Gordon, Alfred and Dr. Tompkins about the guilt of involving Robin in this crusade. And I thought it was a really good little period there while Robin was being rehabilitated, just the tension amongst those characters. 
Uh, Mr. Freeze turned up in his classic costume, which looked a bit retro, but it's nice to see that uh, that costume make another appearance. Two-Face, I thought, was very, very brutal. Uh, he was here with no mercy, and I liked that. That's the Two-Face I like. I think sometimes they can make him a bit soft. Matt Wagner faces, I'm looking at you. But um, I think they did a good job of Two-Face making him really, really lethal here. The book in general is very large, um, so you get good value for money there. And leading on from that, I think uh, I enjoyed the inclusion of Shriek and the League of Assassins toward the end of it, and it helped the book maintain that interest, bringing in those elements in the final third of the book. And the book is very large, yes, but the third act was very strong, and before I was reviewing all those Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale books, which are generally pretty consistently good, the books before that were dipping a lot in that final act, making it pretty dull, not very interesting. This book keeps it consistently good all the way through. And so maybe good, it's a, it's a large book, but it's good all the way through, which is quite a challenge to achieve. Plus there's a good little moment with uh, Barbara Gordon at the end of the book. And also I thought there's some good sort of comedy moments throughout, and you'd expect that in a Robin book. I mean, yes, it's got to be serious, but it's Robin, it's a little bit more light-hearted. The art in general is very stylistic, with with a Tim Sale quality at times, but I generally enjoyed it. Um, it was nothing outstanding, but it was good. And the colouring in the book was amazing. The, the yellows, greens and oranges are used instead of the standard blue, grey and blacks. And it fits in with the character of Robin very per perfectly, because he's a colourful character, he's got a bright costume, and it looks out of place in some dark, intense books, such as Dark Victory, I thought. I did generally enjoy this book. And uh, I guarantee Josh will complain about continuity and something didn't fit here and the origin's not right. And I understand his problem, because it can confuse people. It confused me a little bit, as I was saying about Tony Zuko. But this is a good, compact story on its own. If you liked Dick Grayson's Robin and you were disappointed at the lack of attention he got in Dark Victory, this will make up for it. It's four out of five Batarangs from me. And you're encouraging him. Young men with a mind for revenge need little encouragement. They need guidance. You, above all, should know the consequences of the life you choose. So that was Robin Year One. I hope you liked it. Next time I'm going to be reviewing Batman, The Ring, The Arrow, and The Bat. And in this story, it, it entails um, Green Arrow and Green Latin teaming up with Batman early in the careers of all of them. And um, it collects uh, issues Legends of the DC Universe number 7 to 9 and Legends of the Dark Knight number 127 to 131. And it's also in trade paperback form. As I've said recently on the podcast, I'm not a big Justice League fan, but I've never read, I've never read many comic books involving heroes other than Batman. I'm certainly willing to give these guys a fair go. And of all the other DC heroes out there, I find those two the most interesting. So I'm looking forward to reading it, see what we get out of that. One extra note is that the um, if you go to the BatmanUniverse.net homepage and go to the editorial section, we've got a blog, and on that blog I will be re-releasing all of the Bat Books for Beginners episodes, so you won't have to go back and look through all the comic podcasts if you're looking to try and catch up. It's really for those out of you who have maybe just caught on and would like to go back and revisit Year One, The Man Who Laughs, Long Halloween, any of those sort of books. Um, They've all been done already. If you want to go and revisit them, that's the simplest way to do it. Just another way to keep you guys caught up with what I'm doing. 
you can always contact me nick at thebatmanuniverse.net or go on the forums make some comments about this segment I always appreciate that that's Bat Books for Beginners for this time now it's back to Dustin and the guys see ya this is why Superman works alone <laughs>